The following podcast contains coarse language and subject matter that you might find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. In death, what do our spirits become? If you believe we go on, do we go on to the afterlife without a trace? Or can we be sprinkled through time like snow? What if we explode into a million pieces? Are we able to visit the globe and all the people we leave behind? I'd love to think that my soul can burst into fireflies, bouncing through the night, that we can return to this earth if we choose and reincarnate for the rest of eternity. Welcome to the world beyond the veil. This is Geist. Have you ever taken a picture or a video and seen balls of light floating through your footage or caught in your flash? Orbs are a highly debated phenomenon in the paranormal circles. Some believe that they are a spirit's way of making contact, while others in the paranormal community doubt that they are spirits at all, rather just dust or insects. The debate can be heavy at times, but who is right? When they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, perhaps it is just that. You either want to believe or you don't. A few months back, we received an email from one of our fans, Chantelle, and attached to this email was about 10 videos. I watched them carefully, and it definitely got me thinking about the existence of orbs. The first experience that I ever noticed was in a house that we were renting uh, when my husband and I lived in Ottawa. Um, It was a stacked townhouse, Um, so the main floor had the kitchen and the living area and a bathroom, and in the basement there were two bedrooms and a bathroom. I would say the feeling in the basement of the home was definitely eerie uh, compared to the upstairs. First night that him and I spent there, so we were downstairs in our bedroom sleeping, Um, and we heard some rustling upstairs and we just assumed it was our cat. But when we woke up in the morning, there were papers all over the ground in the kitchen, just like somebody had taken them and tossed them up in the air and they were just all over the floor. So we moved into that house and then my husband left on a trip um, for about a week and a half after we moved in. So I was alone um, for a bit with my pets. Weird things would happen while he was gone. Um, My dogs would just stare into the doorway or the stairway and just bark and bark and bark and bark and bark into the dark. 
and I would call my friend and I would go to her house. I'm like, I can't, I can't be here by myself. It's weird. Before my husband returns from his trip. So one day when I was at work and he was home, he was upstairs in the main living area. And he could hear the shower curtain on the rod downstairs, moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like the metal rings on the rod. So, I mean, there's nobody else in the house. There's no door down there. There's no way to get in the house. We had somebody come in um, and, you know, sage our home. Um, and she did say that she could sense that there was a spirit there. And we lived kind of a- across the way from a forested area. And she said that there was a man um, who had lived there many lifetimes before us that was lost um, and just couldn't, I guess, find his way to the other side. Um, So he lived in our basement, basically in our bedroom area. Weird things that would happen upstairs also while we were downstairs. So we would find, like my husband found a random spoon on the floor, just in the middle of the floor left the kitchen, came back, there'd be a random, you know, fork spoon, some kind of utensil just in the middle of the floor. So um, we stayed there for just under two years until we moved here to Windsor. So Chantal and her husband decided to move out of the house with the creepy man in the basement. But nothing prepared them for what they'd encounter in their new space. I would say after the first night that we moved into this house, things started happening immediately. So while we were living in that house in Ottawa, I actually found out that I was pregnant. I was hyper protective of her, I would say, from the moment that I found out I was pregnant with her. And I did have a really difficult pregnancy. I was very sick. I was in the hospital a couple of times. When she was born, I was very protective of her for sure. I had the baby monitor. I had everything, you know, that you would need to keep an eye on your baby at all times. I obviously plugged it in the first night that we moved here so I could keep an eye on her, even though we were right next door sleeping, but I just wanted to keep an eye on her. While keeping an eye, Chantal started to notice other things other than her daughter appear on the baby monitor. And I would notice on my daughter's baby monitor immediately um, the orbs on the camera. The very first video that I ever saw, I basically tried to write it off in my mind. Like I was seeing things. I was seeing dust. It's just dust in the camera. It's flying around. I would check my thermostat and see if it was running at that time to make sure that I wasn't seeing dust coming out of the vent because I know there are a lot of people that believe that orbs are just dust. Um, So I I was trying to discredit all of those things essentially um, by making sure that what I was seeing was what I was seeing. We have this uh, motion monitoring on the camera. So a green box would appear every time it detected motion. And then we would get an alert. So in the morning when I woke up, 
I would just take a peek and see all of the alerts throughout the night. The motion detection was picking them up. From her also, but also from the orbs flying around. Several orbs on the cameras, uh, flying back and forth, flying what looked like out of her, flying into her. She would look around, she would notice them. So fly one way, immediately change direction, go the other way, go up, come down. It's the direction changes without them disappearing. So it's the same little beam or string of light, uh, just, you know, changing directions and doing all of these things. When you think about dust or, you know, debris or anything in the air, you know, typically it has a pattern, right? You know, go back up and come back down and go left and go right. So that's what's weird. It's the pattern of movement. See, sometimes they come right up to the camera and then fly back the other way. Or just trying to figure out what else it could be. Or, you know, again, like I was saying, I would check the thermostat and make sure the thermostat wasn't running at the same time and the heat wasn't on and her fan wasn't on and all of these weird things that I would check first to, like, satisfy myself that to try to find a logical explanation for what you're experiencing so you don't feel you're crazy or, you know, like those labels that people put on you, right? You're crazy or you're, you know, making things up. I have hundreds of videos because it's every single night for the last two years. Chantel wasn't the only one that noticed these orbs. Her daughter started to react to them as well. So she would either stand up in her crib and scream until we went and picked her up because she would just look around her room and scream. She'd just turned one, so she was very scared at first. And we tried to bring her in bed with us, um, and she would refuse to go back in her bedroom. She wouldn't really sleep anywhere else. We'd have to just wait till she was calm down enough and sleepy enough to just put her back in her bedroom. When I finally realized these could be spirits, because there are several every night, I was scared um, at the beginning because she was so upset. So I noticed one night when my husband took her out of her crib and walked with her towards the door that the orbs actually followed him out of the room as he was carrying her out of the room. So when they followed her out of the room, basically they changed direction. So they came towards the camera, turned, changed direction, and headed the opposite way out of the door, following them out of the room, and then they would leave the frame of the camera. And they wouldn't return until she was back in her room, then they would return. As her daughter got older, these visitors seemed less scary. And then as she became older, she would start to interact with them. So I have one video of her standing up in her crib and she's smiling and babbling and looking at them. And she's happy. 
now um, I notice that they come around often when she's awake, uh, tossing and turning in bed before she falls asleep. And I do think that they keep her up sometimes. Um, so she'll be lying on her back and she has, you know, them in her hands and she's playing with them. And it looks like they're just, you know, she's playing with her hands and they're in her hands and she's just playing with them. And I do tell them to come back when she wakes up in the morning because she really has to go to sleep. Um, and they're welcome to come back when she's awake. And that often works. Um, I also find myself talking to them when she's, you know, I'm exhausted, she's exhausted, she's just playing around in there laughing, giggling, and I'm like, can you please help me put her to sleep? And she'll go to sleep. Which I don't know if that sounds weird, but I just started talking to them because I mean, if we're going to live together, then why not? <laughs> it's like having a babysitter. <laughs> Orbs were not the only activity that had been experienced in the home. Well, my husband would always see shadows. So you can see my daughter's doorway from the kitchen, from the hallway, from the living room, just the, the layout of the house. He would be sitting in the living room or walking in the hallway and he would always tell me that he would see something out of the corner of his eye, like a dark shadow, kind of cross across the hallway, across her doorway. And he would notice and he would turn right away and look. And of course, when he looked, there was nothing there. Then unexpectedly, Chantal was able to share her experiences with someone who could help. So we live in a little town called Harrow and there is a store called The Dreaming Tree in Harrow on the main street. I walked in with my daughter and I explained to the owner, Jenny, what was happening. Um, I told her we were having some activity in her room. I showed her the videos. She suggested that we purchase some crystals and she gave us some sage and a little card with some words on it or affirmations to say while we were placing the crystals in all four corners of her room and one under her bed. So if anybody was in here that was negative or had any ill will towards her, please go away. You're not welcome here, don't come back. So I placed those crystals in the four corners of her room. I also placed one under her crib. Nothing happened that night. It stopped immediately for a couple months. She wouldn't wake up screaming. Everything was calm. I didn't get any movement alerts on the monitor. One day they just started up again and they haven't stopped since. So we did switch her flooring up and I believe that that's when it started again after the break because we removed the crystals because we swapped the flooring. I think that's when our little break stopped. Upon their return, they decided to make up for lost time by putting on an incredible show. I would say some of the most memorable videos, mesmerizing even, are the ones that look like there's a meteor shower in her room. Um, the orbs just 
you know, come out of the walls and come come from everywhere. It looks like there is an astronomical event in her room. They come out of her, they go into her, they go sideways, they go left, they come out of the walls. And she's not bothered by it. Sometimes she's not even awake. Sometimes she is awake and she's fine. She's, you know, playing with them in her hands. I did speak to a psychic about it and she did say that they were her spirit guides. My husband has a couple theories of who it could be. He does have some loved ones very close to him that have passed away. Um, So I think it brings him comfort knowing that they are coming to visit her, especially the people that she's named after. She's actually named after two people that have passed away. So one person on my husband's side of the family and one person on my side of the family. She has loved ones for sure that visit her. So I do think that she gets visited by people that love her. But we would notice things. And I mean, I think it's odd that her room is always the coldest. And when we go in there in the morning to get her out of bed, it's freezing. I mean, again, I'm just rationalizing, trying to think of like, why is her room so cold? Oh, it's because she has two exterior walls. Well, so do we. But our room's not an ice cube. I think when people think of there being paranormal activity in their homes, it makes them feel like their privacy is being invaded or their personal space is being invaded. And for us, it did feel that way at the beginning. But now that we're kind of cohabitating together and living all together, I think we're used to each other. Um, This is a regular occurrence now for us every single night in about two years. And I would say we're all like in a groove together. I think people in general just think things that happen with kids are way scarier than things that would happen with an adult. She does have a playroom right next door to her bedroom that has the same type of camera, but we don't often see anything on this camera. But I am sitting in her playroom today and I do intend to watch the video on the monitor after just to see if anything has happened while we've been discussing this. But I don't have, you know, a stereotypical haunting happening. I don't know, it just feels normal to us now, I would say. Just, we're just living and having fun. After speaking with Chantal, she did go back and check the footage of her daughter's playroom and saw nothing. But her daughter was sleeping while we conducted this interview. And when she checked the footage, the visitors made an appearance. A very special thanks to Chantel for sharing her story. If you have a sec, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. It keeps us high on the charts and makes it easier for people to find us. Story submissions can be sent to hello.geist.podcast at gmail.com. Geist is written and directed by Danielle Matar. Original music and FX by Bo Jensen. Mixing and mastering is by Adam Esker. Geist's logo is by Jake Carruthers. Follow us on Instagram at Geist underscore podcast and on TikTok at Geist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, sleep tight.